dumb boys and ghouls to not playing to win. It's a board game podcast of vampires, werewolves, and things that go bump in the night. You're just in time for the Halloween Spooptacular! Here are your hellish hosts, Kate. I want to play a board game. Arizona. Ow! Werewolves of board games. And Sarah. Today we're doing the Monster Mash. Ooh, will it be a graveyard smash? Yes. <laughs> you guys, it's October! Woo! It's the spooky season! Woo! So spooky, my favorite season. Does someone want to, to introduce our beloved listeners to the concept of what it is to be spooky? Uh, I just, I think it's just like the shitty version of being spooky, right? Like, <laughs> like off-brand, sold at the dollar store spooks? Yeah, when yes. you can't like succeed at being actually scary, you are spooky instead. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I think that sums it up pretty good. Fantastic. We have a very special treat, you guys. What is it? <laughs> uh, we're talking about spooky games and spoopy games in honor of the spoopy season. And we have a very special guest who actually worked on our first game, The Fury of Dracula. Wow. Here's Frank. Say hi, Frank. Hello. I, you're, you're a really great intro guy. I know. That guy's <laughs> incredible, right? Yeah. You should uh, do more intros. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hi, I'm uh, Frank Brooks. I'm a game designer who works at uh, Fantasy Flight Games. Thank you so much for joining us, Frank. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. So tell us, tell us about Fury of Dracula for those for those who aren't familiar with it. Yeah. What's so, its deal? Why should we play it? Yeah. So I worked. Uh, I was the designer of Fury of Dracula Third Edition. Uh, in the game, one player plays as Dracula, and up to four other players can play as the various hunters trying to hunt Dracula across Europe. So the game involves the the characters from the novel. Um, and to prep myself on designing the game, I actually read uh, Dracula beforehand to try to get as familiar with the character as I could, kind of try to bring the game back to its roots and uh, really, you know, get get to the heart of like what Dracula is, you know, go back to the origin. Because, like, you know, we've all seen the movies and the various <laughs> incarnations of Dracula. Some of the movies are better than others. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uh, and so, yeah, in my research, I was, I, you know, had some of the slick-terred back, you know, slick-terred Dracula, oh, yeah. some of the more, you know, kind of, uh, I know, carnal or whatever, uh, that kind, you know. Did you that. ever, did you ever get, like, really method with it and just, like, <laughs> just, like, live your life as Did Dracula? you drink some blood, Frank? Did you go I out did. and drain a human being? I, <laughs> I thought about it, but it sounded risky, so not that, not that method, but, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed reading the book because it really got to get this feeling of how creepy Dracula was. Like, if, if it was sort of one of these earliest kind of incarnations of a vampire in a, in a novelization that you can get all of the details and like there's so many weird rules that vampires have like they can't cross running water they can't go into a, a private house unless invited yeah stuff like that but also there's like a part where like dracula like climbs the walls of the castle like a spider yes, <laughs> yes! <laughs> like there's a part where where he just looks out the window and like 
Dracula looks at him and he's like, you know, clinging to this stone flat wall and just like looks at him yeah. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I think one of the weirdest details that I, I don't feel like comes up enough is he has hairy palms. Oh, yeah, that's uh, weird. That is the, yeah, that's just not a thing. Mammals don't do that. Yeah, the book straight up describes Dracula as like not, not attractive. It's like he's like no. fleshy faced and pale yeah. and like they specifically say he's got like a heavy heavy brow and yeah. yeah like neanderthal looking and it's funny yes. how we've made him such a sexy guy <laughs> where did sexy dracula come from well i think part of it was this idea that like as part of his magical powers is he can just sort of hypnotize people because mm-hmm. that happens in the in the novel a few times where uh dracula is able to just sort of make someone do something or stop moving or whatever he wants them to be doing so part of it was this like sort of control thing that he was able to to master Mm -hmm. um but yeah he has a lot of like werewolf qualities which i didn't really realize uh from modern incarnations but like when he first arrives in london he jumps off of a boat as a wolf and then someone who saw it was like oh there's a weird big dog you know (laughs) Because they didn't this, know what it was. Is this where they got the idea for that terrible, like, Underworld sequel where there's, like, the lichen-vampire, like, hybrid? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, that's, it, it's back to the source material. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I read that and I actually took a lot of the, the these sort of weird, like, unnatural imagery in that way where he's, like, weirdly hairy and things like that. And I, I really brought that into the art description. So it sounds like maybe your Dracula isn't a sexy Dracula. <laughs> I would not say he's a sexy dracula um but yeah the artists did vary so uh, they weren't all the same person uh, artist and they weren't all depicting the same dracula Mm -hmm. character right because in the game you're actually seeding various uh, vampires across europe that the hunters can come across later so some of the depictions are just other people that have been turned into vampires so yeah it's a it's a really interesting game because it has this this trail mechanic where you're like following Dracula and you're trying to guess and there's the whole mind game of like okay I know you were here and then you moved a couple times so you're within this radius and then you can play all these weird special cards to make him move around in dramatic fashion I hope he only ever moves in dramatic fashion (laughs) like what's the rules on Dracula's movement because when I played it uh there was an incident (laughs) in which Dracula was a big cheating cheater. <laughs> oh, sure. I can see that happening. <laughs> so, like, what is Dracula supposed to do? He doesn't just get to fly all over the world how he wants, right? No, he has to move uh, to adjacent tiles. So there's, uh, there are, on the board, there's various roads that connect um, the various cities across Europe. There's also train tracks that the hunters can take that Dracula cannot, as he, uh, I, I, for, I forget the exact specific rationale, but has something to do with, uh, he was like, you know, too uh, sophisticated or whatever to ride a train because of the uh, you know what? I think that's in the book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could believe it. I think I know that's the other the thing is, Yeah, he doesn't take the train. Yeah, <laughs> No, it doesn't take the train. That's that's for like, you know, lower for class for, for peasants. Yeah. Right? But he does take boats. That is how he travels a lot. But um, part of the in in the in the novelization, he has to be in his coffin when he's traveling across the water mm-hmm. um, or else he'll, it'll hurt him does in some unknown way. Does he put the coffin way. on a boat or does he just like float the coffin? 
<laughs> he definitely hypnotizes people and convinces them to like you're gonna take me here or weirdly enough he mails himself that that is a, another thing Dracula does is he sneaks himself aboard the mail which is again a thing we don't see in modern depictions of Dracula like it's a freaking Looney Tunes <laughs> he slapped an Acme sticker on it was like... <laughs> one trip to London <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But yeah, uh, he he FedExes himself to to London and uh, and he tries to to get everybody. But um, yeah, so in the game he is hurt by traveling in water because presumably he didn't take his coffin with him during these travels, and so uh, staying out in the water is dangerous for him. Um, but because you know it's like a, it's a big ocean, uh, it's hard to run into Dracula in the water. In fact, you, you can't really run into him there because it would be almost impossible to find him. But uh, whenever he's staying in cities, you can potentially run into him at that point or run into the various traps that he left behind, some of his vampires he created, that kind of thing. But uh, one of the other things I really want to bring up was how the combat system I actually designed on purpose to kind of make it feel like the ineffectual fighting that we actually <laughs> see in the, the novel. Because you don't have like professional vampire hunters. You've just got some people that discovered there was a vampire <laughs> yeah. and needed to get rid of him. Yeah. So that's why the combat kind of feels that way where it, you don't really know the ramifications of what you're about to do, partially because you don't know what vampire rules are in effect, um, what he can possibly do back to you. And there is somewhat of this like intentional, you know, uh, difficulty in trying to combat him. And uh, eventually you kind of pick up on the on the rhythm of what can possibly occur and you might get better at it over time. But it's it's sort of intentionally designed to be amateur fighters, essentially <laughs> trying to take down a vampire. It's me. <laughs> it's just like if I fought Dracula in real life. Exactly. Yeah, just but like I, flail my arms around. <laughs> at least you've like seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. These oh, guys sure. are just out there like, what's oh, a vampire? <laughs> Yeah, they don't know anything. I think one of my favorite ones that I did was if Tra Dracula tries to use his mesmerize ability, which is where he can like hypnotize you with his eyes, one of the counter cards is just punch. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's presumably you just like bop him in the nose and he's like, what? So, yeah. <laughs> Dracula's making eyes at me and I don't like it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You just can boop right in the nose. So, yeah. Uh, so how, uh, how many of you have actually played it? Uh, I've played it. Um, this is Sarah. I've played it. Yeah, before, and I've played but only it once. Only yeah. once, and okay. I played it too. And our Dracula, like we said, cheated. Was a cheater, mm, cheater. And yeah. then there's that rule where then Dracula's actions have to become visible or something like that. Oh, if we he, catch them cheating. Oh, sure. So yes. then it made it easier for us to then catch Dracula because they had cheated the entire game, basically. So. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we discovered this by we were like. You know, you're tracking, you're sort of trying to track where Dracula yeah. is, and, like, we were like, okay, Dracula is, like, in Europe somewhere, and uh -huh. then Things two turns later, up. Dracula was, like, in China, and we are like, oh. um, why? <laughs> and <laughs> so then, the I like the rules actually have, like, a rule that's, like, if Dracula cheats, they reveal their location. <laughs> yes. Um, and so then, like... Our Dracula had to re reveal their location. It was pretty easy to catch did them after that. Did she actually yeah. cheat, though? Or did she FedEx herself to China? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the other things I, I was going to bring up was about how uh, the way the event deck works, where 
you can do stuff um, pretty safely during the day because, of course, vampires don't go out during the day. Um, but if you try to do something at night, there's a chance that Dracula has a good thing happen mm-hmm. for them. So it, it's kind of this fun way to kind of seed in that the risk and, you know, fear that you might have about trying to do an action. Maybe Dracula will, you know, speak, sneak up on you and do something, something bad. So <laughs> you have to you have to play around that part of it. Always be in fear of Dracula. Constant yeah. vigilance. It's nighttime. <laughs> yes. Constant vigilance, except in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, yeah. One of the other ones uh, points I was going to bring up is how uh, the characters you can play as are the ones from the novel. Um, and at the time is when actually I got my cat, uh, and I named her Mina after Wilhelmina. Oh, that's cute. So yeah, these are important behind the scenes facts. Yeah. <laughs> her little fingers. I was. Uh, I, yeah, I thought that was a great name for a cat. Your, so. your cat's little fingers? Yeah. Yeah. A little fingers. Fangers. Little, little fang. Good. Right. I was like, oh, your cat what? has little fingers? Yeah. <laughs> Scary. <It's> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I assume then because we're just stealing characters from the books that there's just the one lady. Yeah, there's the, just the one lady. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have a choice, I, I guess. Well, Lucy yeah. is in the book, but she really just lays there sort of like dying the whole book so not really a fighter the story takes place like after that so at this point lucy's already uh a turned and dead vampire (laughs) um so unfortunately she's not it she's not well at least there's one girl yeah and this game then plays five players right? yeah five players i love five yeah that's good Mm-hmm. So much better than four. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's two. It's two to f- five. So you could actually have one person doing a bunch of legwork and play as four characters. <laughs> Not recommended, but yeah. possible. So you always play with all the characters, even if you're playing yeah. a two-player. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it is a, a an interesting way to balance it. Um, part of it was just because of the like web that you create of your movement to try to track down Dracula's movement. Mm-hmm. Um, in the previous instant installations of the game had done a similar thing where rather than trying to scale the game in a different way you just have to control more characters which is kind of a increase in difficulty essentially because you have to manage two different hands and like remember where things are but obviously you can kind of coordinate with yourself better than trying to convince other people to do stuff so um i don't know i can't really convince myself to do much (laughs) (laughs) yeah it has a little bit of um the curious part about the like piggybacking problem or quarterbacking problem you can have in games where if one person's like, okay, here's the game plan and then tries to convince everyone to do one thing, then no one else really gets to like make decisions. But yeah. of course, because if that person tries to do that, Dracula's right there <laughs> and they're listening to all the plans you're discussing. So it actually has this self-enforced problem of like, if you try to quarterback it, Dracula, here's your entire plan. So that's that is kind of a great aspect about it too. So God, Dracula is so snoopy. Yeah, just being right there. Oh yeah, uh-huh. cool, cool. because he's hanging out, being Spider Man outside your wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't say I don't think you could really scare someone playing the game unless you did something outside of the game. 
Nothing in the game itself is oh, no. scary. But it's fun to play yeah. some spooky music and play it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I definitely had fun making a Dracula playlist for when I eventually <laughs> played this game. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty excited. It's really moody. <laughs> Brooding. Uh. It's a sexy vampire playlist, though, unfortunately. Mm. I might need to ugly it up a bit. <laughs> Did you just take the Twilight soundtrack and put it on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just find like just some other random music and just dump some glitter on like my iPod. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very fun. But yeah. uh fun times. Yeah. yeah. What's your what's your favorite part of playing the game, Frank? Oh, that's a good question. Favorite part. I mean, I, I do enjoy trying to craft the plot of putting down a vampire and they have uh there's a mechanic where you can kind of bait one of the objectives to make it look like hey if this is a vampire and it scores i'll get more points out of it because you're trying to advance a a clock um and so you make a target look more threatening and so you could actually not score you could put something else there so that even though they might know exactly where you are if one of those things is on your trail they might have to like abandon tracking you to catch this other thing to stop you so there's this back and forth of like they know where you are but they also know there's something that you've left behind and if they, if you can't defeat dracula right now you really should have dealt with the other yeah, problem you gotta go on the side quest yeah. exactly and so you're 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 torn between do i chase him down because i know where he is or do i deal with his old problem and so you can create these really interesting dynamics of which what do i do now and and then the group's trying to distraught uh come up with a plan and of course dracula is the whole time yeah. going like yeah that sounds like a great plan because that's that's one of the things i like doing is dracula is like trying to convince them that their plan's good because like why would you be saying agreeing that's probably bad right so, so dracula agrees we should definitely not do that right but then you agree with everything and they can't ever decide what to do dracula's just like you guys are so smart <laughs> you're gonna catch me for sure <laughs> since i only played it once i don't remember yeah. something super well but i do remember that i liked the difference between like your day actions and your night actions yeah but i felt like at daytime half the time i was just waiting i was like mm-hmm. i was like I need it to be night so I can go hunt some vampires. And it's probably because I was over e- I was an overeager newbie and I'm like, I don't have anything fun to do at the daytime. I just want to go stab a vampire. But uh Yeah, I don't th- that was the thing that I remembered liking at the time. Mm-hmm. So what are you supposed to do in the day if you're not just an overeager newbie? <laughs> so you can uh try to pick up train tickets. That's an important aspect of the game. Um, as you are trying to get your connecting routes and everything set up. So there is some amount of like trying to get better loot and such so that when you actually come across something, you're able to do it. But if the more more time you spend in one place trying to improve your hand or whatever, you're not tracking down Dracula. So it is sort of a balancing, balancing act in that respect mm-hmm. about what do I do? And then should I be trying, how much should I be trying to use my special ability or, or not? How important is that? So there's some, there's some fun there. Did you, uh, did you have a favorite character to play with when you're designing? Oh, well, Mina was an interesting character in that, um, since she already starts in this, like closer to being a vampire thing, she's kind of like playing on the razor's edge Mm -hmm. of being, being more easy to defeat for Dracula but being a sort of stronger character otherwise, um, because in the in the novelization again, uh, her in the novel, 
um, she has this weird connection, psychic connection with Dracula because as he's trying to, you know, enthrall her, uh, they have exchanged some amount of like shared psyche. And so she can kind of track him down in a weird, in a weird way as she's like starting to fall. She's able to kind of help so long as she hasn't gone too far. Right. So it's, yeah. Anyway, it, it, it's trying to simulate that kind of quality of, of her character. I can't not picture her as your cat now. <laughs> Dracula has some sort of weird psychic connection with my cat. With my cat. <laughs> That'd be funny to like cut out a picture of her and just like put it over the art, where it's like, <laughs> or just her head or something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Replace all of them with cats. Get like, cat get like on a, a cat with like really nice pointy fangs for Dracula and put it in like a little cape. <laughs> yeah. Oh Love God, it'd be so cute. <laughs> That's great. You could get like your own little custom minis for it. Oh, it'd be, really be so cute. <laughs> it would be perfect. 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 I don't know why there aren't more cat vampire crossover stuff. Because they already have the fangs. Like. Yeah. <laughs> In just other media. There's no movies yeah. I can think of. I don't know. There's got to be some like terrible made-for-TV cat vampire movie. <laughs> I mean, I remember Bunicula about the bunny, oh, sure. which I feel like is less obvious, but mm-hmm. still cute. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess that probably wraps it up for Dracula. Thank you very much for joining us, Frank. Yeah, thanks again for inviting me. Yeah, yeah thanks, was, Frank. Was great thanks, Frank. Great to learn yeah. about this game that I will play. Yeah, we should soon. probably play this uh, closer to Halloween here. Yes, yes. We'll, I'm going to play we'll it soon. Happen. All right. Well, uh, I'll... Bye. Bye-bye. Well, now that we've gotten rid of our uh, our guest, Frank, sent him off to a... Uh, maybe we've sent him by train to deal with vampires. I'm not... I mean, he did He did pack up into his coffin and leave, so... Oh, good. Um, maybe a away. boat. Okay. Yeah. Um, we are going to talk about campy creatures. Campy Creatures is made by Keymaster Games. It is a game where you... Apparently, you're a mad scientist who needs mortals to experiment on. I don't know what you mean, apparently. I am a mad scientist in real life. (laughs) (laughs) And, well, the thing is, I didn't know that that's what we were doing in this game. Like, I always assumed... I never read the rules myself. Someone just taught them to me. I always assumed that your monsters just were gathering mortals as innocent victims just for fun uh monsters do but apparently there's a purpose behind it um your creatures are acting on the bidding of a mad scientist um and he's going to experiment on all the people that he catches so um in this game you get a hand of creatures they are like all the classic old movie monsters so like you've got um, a vampire, a werewolf, uh, a mummy. There's also the swamp creature, um, and the blob, and a kaiju, so like Godzilla. And the art on them, uh, the art on the cards is really cool. They're like old school movie monster poster yeah, it's style so art. Good. Um, I love, I love the art in this game. When I first bought this game, I didn't even like play test it i just saw it for sale 
I was like, that art is nice one, please. <laughs> Didn't when you bought it, it came with glasses? Or did you get those glasses I got them afterwards? separate. Okay. I bought myself um, some merch because they had some other stuff that had the art on it. And yeah. I liked it. It's cool. I really like old school movie monster stuff. And so, like, this game was a pretty easy sell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, creature the creatures have a strength from 0 to 8. And they each have a special ability. So when you play, uh, you lay out a bunch of mortal cards equal to the number of players. Uh, Some of the mortals are, like, positive value, and some of them are negative value. So you're trying to essentially bid on which ones you want. Like, the person who bids the highest gets the first pick. And so usually you want to go for the ones that are worth, like, a higher value and stick your... uh, I was going to say enemies, but we're friends. <laughs> we are friends. Um, you want to stick your friends with the bad cards. <laughs> so when you reveal which creature you picked, essentially the highest number gets to pick first. But there's like special abilities that go along with them. So some stuff will be different. Like I think there's one, there's a, like one of the cards like cancels somebody else's special ability um there's a special ability that lets you like jump to the head of the line so even though someone else played an eight you play what i forget which number it is but you play this other number and so then you get to take first pick even though you didn't have the highest um and like the strength zero card is the blob and it gets to essentially take the appearance of a different creature so you just replace it the blob is the original kirby he like is it really? I've never seen the blob. It sucks your power. I mean, I, I haven't either. I just assumed that's how it works because it's pink. Yeah. And, and I just, yeah, he, he must just like eat them up and gains their power. But does it get like a special hat when it, uh, when it God, absorbs the power? So. <laughs> anyway, so that one will like take over the number of a different one of the creatures so then you'll you'll have a higher score so you play until you're essentially out of cards mortal cards and then you play three rounds of it and it's just the highest score wins um it does have some interesting stuff with like the tie breaking for this game is um it's really it's funny they call it the clashometer Clashometer. Yeah, and it like looks like some weird mad sciencey equipment, and uh, it's got like a little um, picture of all the of everybody's character, I guess. And so, like whoever's at the top gets to win a tie, and then once you've won the tie, you drop to the bottom so that you're not always winning ties. Also, the things that go floating into this container are all just everyone's eyes. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Clashometer is just like a big old bucket of floating eyeballs. That's cool. (laughs) And whoever's is the floatiest is the best. (laughs) Dib's sexy pink lady eye. That's my favorite eye. (laughs) I thought the... Isn't the pink lady eye... Isn't the pink one the blob? No, the blob have sexy eyes. It's the red one. (laughs) I think that one's more of a red shade. (laughs) I thought the purple one was the sexy one. Maybe it's purple. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, and recently they came out with a second edition of this, which adds assistance and locations. Um, Assistance, when you get an assistant, you keep it throughout the whole game instead of getting rid of it after each round. And so it can, like, accumulate a bunch of points over time. And the locations 
I don't recall exactly, but um, if your mortal cards, I think, come with a little symbol of a location in the corner, I think whoever gets the most yeah, of those gets the it. location. Yeah. But what are, are the location's points at the end? They must They just be. have special abilities, I think. Oh, I like okay. They're like power-up locations. Okay, I've only played once with the second edition, and I've played many times with the others. Yeah, I too have played many, many times without mm-hmm. locations. So this game plays two to five players, which Yay! is awesome, because I love anything that plays five players. <laughs> um, and the playtime is 20 to 30 minutes, which I think is pretty accurate. It plays pretty fast. It's a pretty light game, um, but very fun. One thing that... So, like, the bits for this, they're very good. The The meeples I are all... That. Yeah, the, um, the meeples all have, like, sh- are shaped like the creatures, kind of, that they're supposed to be, or, or like, a symbol of them. Yeah, the one that looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon is so darling. I love it. Yeah, they're very cute. And also, reading the rules, I found out that the meeples are called creeples. Ah! (laughs) Isn't that adorable? It's so cute. (laughs) That was like my favorite thing in the rules. (laughs) Very adorable. Okay. Other than that, I mean, like, the bits are like mostly cards, but they're very, the art on them is very good. Uh, I love the art. There is a first player rule, which is whoever's most recently watched a creature feature, which I think is fun. It is fun. Although yeah. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I watched. I feel like there would probably be fights over like what exactly a creature feature is, right? Like, yeah. Because this game has like vampires in it, would you say that a vampire movie is a creature feature? Because normally I wouldn't, right? Normally I wouldn't either. I yeah. guess normally I wouldn't, but for the purposes of this game, I feel like anyone... Who's in the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, I think that's what it would have to be. And also, I think that around Halloween time, when we play this quite frequently, uh, that rule could get, like, heated. Like, <laughs> I watched a creature feature last night. No, I watched one. <laughs> what, what time, time did, did you yours finish? end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, there are also... There's also an expansion that... Uh, came out very recently, I think. It adds four more creatures, um, a tarantula, a man-eating plant. I love the man-eating robot. plant. <laughs> I love the man-eating plant, too. It's so it's pretty. Got, he's got, like, a shoe hanging out of his mouth. It's adorable. Yeah. Uh, a rogue robot and a monster, which is just, like, a Frankenstein monster, which I was surprised wasn't in the original uh, game when I thought about it, because it really seems like it should be. <laughs> Well, especially if you're, like, a mad scientist who's creating creatures to go deer yeah. pitting. That sounds like a very Dr. Frankenstein kind of thing to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, he thought that, like, oh, Dr. Frankenstein's already done this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do my own thing. But then he, like, came back to it. It was like, oh, yeah. maybe I should make a monster, I guess. Yeah. The the expansion also adds some new locations and a new type of mortal. Um, you can get these mortals that are angry mobs. <laughs> um. <laughs> And I, they essentially just, like, hang out on your, like, with your other cards. And I don't think they're really, like, that bad for you by themselves. But then if someone gets this other card called an instigator, it makes all of the angry mob flock to that person who has the instigator card. And then they're, like, worth a bunch of negative points. <laughs> Are mobs ever not angry? 
Or is the anger like flash a defining mobs. point to the? <laughs> oh yeah, flash mob. That's just about dancing. That's just about dancing. Yeah, you can't be angry when you dance. That's I mean, true. you can be, but then you dance to dance away your feelings. So. <laughs> so I like send the angry flash mob over to do an angry dance. <laughs> <laughs> I like the this mob. Ha- they all have like pitchforks in the card art, which is like what angry mobs should be all about. Yeah. Every angry mob has to have pitchforks. I mean, it doesn't matter what the year is, but they should have pitchforks. See, I feel like in modern times, our angry mobs are really lacking in pitchforks. Yeah. I don't think, you know, when they talk about people, like, going crazy and, like, looting on the street or, like, having a riot these days, they never have pitchforks. No. Yeah, let's all go buy some. That way, if we find ourselves in, like, a... Like a political protest or something, That's we true. could just like raise them to the sky. I don't even have like a, a dangerous idea. <laughs> I don't even own a pitchfork. I'd have to like drive to the nearest farm and fleet or something <laughs> if I needed. Come on, to, Sarah, to Amazon have a Prime. I'd have to wait for it to get delivered. A mob is like a now. It's not like a thing that you get like a notice for usually that's like same day three delivery. days hence we will have a mob. That's why they have same day delivery. You've got to do it in like the heat of the moment. Well, just buy your pitchfork now and then any mob that's mm. happening from two days from now and on, you'll be prepared. Okay. Okay. I'll just have to hope. Cross my fingers that no mobs happen in the next, like, yeah. days. <laughs> Everyone, peaceful for two days. We need to be prepared. <laughs> All right. Um. So do you guys have a favorite part of this game? The creep balls. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. Yeah, they are yeah. very cute. I love them anyway, but the fact that they're called creeples just really seals the deal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the art in general, I love the old time monster, movie monster poster art on the yes. cards. It yeah, makes me happy good. when I look at them. Mm-hmm. Um, it can, I mean, it helps consoles me because I'm really bad at this game. Like, I'm always like, it's okay. No one, no one's going to think to play a three powered monster this time. I'm going to be great. Everyone plays threes. Yeah. I'm going to lose. And like, I just, I can't seem to figure out how you win at this game. Oh, I have no idea. I feel like I'm sometimes thinking so far ahead that I just loop back around. Like, well, he's probably going to play this, which means I need to counter with this. But then he knows that I'm going to do that. And it's just a whole thing. And then we all play the same card at once. Oh, it's so annoying when everybody plays the same card, especially if you wasted like your seven or your eight on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the, you don't have your eyeball at the top of the soup. Yeah. It's well, the most infuriating when someone plays, when you play like your eight and then someone plays whichever card it is that like lets them jump all the way to the front of the line and you're like, oh, you got And since there are negative points in this game, it is possible to go below zero. Oh, yeah. So like, I mean, not playing to win, but it is a little sad when someone has, like, 30 points and you're like, I'm at zero, but technically I'm at negative two, <laughs> but you can't go below zero, so I'm at zero. Just makes you, it makes you feel a little sad inside. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you should have negative and you end up with zero, it's kind of like you got some free points. Uh, exactly. Look at, the, look at the bright side of it. <laughs> Yeah, I got, I mean, my favorite is the art. I love the art on this. It's so perfect. Um, Everything looks like a real, like, old school movie poster. And it's got, like, every classic movie monster that you could want in there. And I love it. Hooray! Any other thoughts? I made a fun playlist for this one, too. Is it just the Monster Mash on repeat? It's a real (laughs) jewel. It definitely has the Monster Mash on it. 
But then it has a lot of other stuff that's just kind of generally silly and fun and Halloween adjacent, but makes me laugh. And it's just great. Does it have that song that's like, Dr. Dr. Hyde, Dr. Hyde, Hyde, Jekyll? Or it's just like... I've never heard of this song. (laughs) It doesn't now, but I will definitely look into this. Okay. (laughs) I think it's a real song, but it's also, I think, from the show Arthur. Like the PBS children yeah. show, or yeah, but I think I think they like made it into a song. So I remember you, hearing it. How do you remember something? Because it was catchy from Dr. so Dr. long Dr. ago. Doctor Hyde, Hyde, Jekyll. Wow. Hyde. Yeah. Well, you must have watched a lot of Arthur. I did. <laughs> I like that art mark. Is that what he was? Yes, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he is, but, like, you can't really tell. His face is so, like, generically drawn. It could be any animal, really. That really went off the rails. It did, it did. Arthur's, like, the least spooky or spoopy thing yes. that I could have possibly thought of to add to this episode. We're gonna lose all our Halloween cred. <laughs> abort, abort, abort. Move on to something scary right now. One Night Ultimate Werewolf. (laughs) Which is a great game. It is a great game. Tell me more. Yeah, so it's by Beezer Games. It's a hidden identity social deduction game. Everyone gets a roll card at the beginning, and then you do this nice opening speech where you... (laughs) You know, if you have a special ability to do it, it's like everyone's going to sleep for the night. Mm -hmm. And then when you wake up in the morning, you're trying to figure out who the werewolves are so they can be killed. So when you close your eyes and uh, try to identify the roles, can you can you uh, can you talk us through that? So if you're a werewolf, you stick out your hand. It's not this game. Okay, stick your thumb in the thumbs up direction. Actually, that's playing resistance. (laughs) <laughs> Arizona when Arizona's the one to read the uh the special text on instructing people how to like wake up and look at each other she does it in the most awkward way possible <laughs> it's like okay everyone close your eyes as you would if you were going to sleep and if you're a werewolf, you should open your eyes and look around and see other werewolves. Make sure you know that they see you. <laughs> and then close your eyes. <laughs> and then hold out your thumb in a thumbs up position. And it just, it takes so long to get through it. And like everyone is just sitting there giggling at how funny it is. Well, luckily, <laughs> there's an app for that. <laughs> Specifically, and I would recommend anyone playing One Night Ultimate Werewolf, and it actually works for any of the One Night games, there's an app that you can download free on your phone that will do the reading for you. You select what rules you're playing with, and it'll give you different styles of voices. Like, you can do, like, horror, mystery, fun. There's, like, a, like a comedy version or something yeah, like some that. Some of them are really weird to some listen to. Weird. And they also have, like, background music. Mm-hmm. Would you get in the background music? The background thing? music is great. One of the options is spaghetti, and it's like just cheesy Western music. Yes. <laughs> I always like to go with like the spooky music. The classic spooky, yeah. And the classic spooky I mean, yeah, that's spooky better, voice. but... Yeah. But, like, yeah, you could choose one of the fun options also. Yeah. The app is also really good because, like, there are a lot of roles and you don't always play with all of them. And instead of having to, like, remind yourself halfway through, like, oh, what does that person do as the person who's, like, telling your friends what to do when their eyes are closed? Like, it's nice to have the app do it instead because it's yeah. 
way too complicated otherwise. And having the app going, it gives you that background mu- music because there's part, some of the rules you have to, you get to look at other people's cards. So the music kind of helps fill it in. So it's less obvious that like someone's shuffling. Oh yeah. So like, mm-hmm. oh, well I heard Sarah move. So Sarah's obviously the troublemaker. Yeah. If you're playing a, if you're playing a social deduction game, you really should just try your best, like not to pay attention to that stuff. Right. Like, because otherwise should. it can take all the fun out of it. Yes. Well, the music's a good distraction to, like, yeah. help you, like, block out that small thing, the small, like, noises and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are, like, these special roles. Like, so there are some people who are just villagers who do nothing. They're like me. I'm an innocent villager. Yeah. Sarah's Bullshit, always an Sarah. innocent villager. <laughs> I've never it's done anything wrong. Sarah's 100% always a werewolf. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> always a werewolf. Never trust her. <laughs> um, Sometimes I'm a good character and you guys just never believe no. me. <laughs> Always a werewolf. I have yet to be this, see this proven. <laughs> yeah. You can also, there's other fun roles. Troublemaker, seer, drunk. Who That's my favorite. At the end, they just take their card and switch it with a random card in the middle. And they don't get to look at their new card. No. They just are something new. So they could have, they went to bed a drunk and they woke up a werewolf. I really associate the drunk character with Kate. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Are you, I, I feel like either you've just been the drunk a lot when we've played Kate or like, maybe it's just, you know, part just of your personality. personality. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. <laughs> So, like, there's people and, like, the robber who will change roles as well. So, when you go to sleep, you could go to sleep a villager, but then other people around you could have moved your card mm-hmm. and switched you out. So, it's actually possible you wake up a werewolf. So, when you wake up, everyone starts talking. You're trying to figure out who the werewolves are um, so you can kill them. But the thing is, is you think, I went to be a villager, but then you start hearing people talk about things that switch, and you might realize that you're a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And now you're on the side of the werewolves, and you want werewolves to win. So now you might realize, like, oh, well, Sarah's obviously the other werewolf, because Sarah's always a werewolf. So let's try to vote to kill Kate instead, (laughs) because I want werewolves to win now, because I think that I'm a werewolf now. So, like, you want to be honest about what you are to a certain extent, because you also, if you think you might have switched roles while you were sleeping, and you might be on the bad guy's side, or, you know, maybe you're on the good guy's side now. Maybe you reformed overnight. You want to keep that hidden from other people and try to, like play what's most strategic which can be hard usually i go to sleep a villager and i wake up a villager and i'm still like i don't know sure what's going you on. do sure you do. <laughs> i'm a loyal servant of arthur it's the wrong game i'm the deputy <laughs> you a deputy werewolf yep. got a little star <laughs> pinned to your fur oh <laughs> so cute <laughs> For diversity of characters, I looked at it. Four of the specialty roles are specifically ladies. Four four out of ten. And then there's Mm -hmm. the villager, who's clearly a dude, and the werewolves, who are whatever. Uh, Those werewolves are definitely ladies. There you go. Um, But why does the the villager have to be a a dude? I don't know. I feel like they could have... There's more than one villager. They could have, like, equal opportunity villagers, right? Could have been. Some weird dude's only village? That's a little awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Four ladies. One of them... No, wait. No, the drunk's a dude. I was going to say one of them's drunk all the time, but that's just because I was Kate's, Kate's the drunk. Nobody in this game has, like, an especially good life, I don't think. Like, all the characters are, like... There's, like, 
the insomniac, the troublemaker, the drunk, the tanner who's suicidal. Like, nobody's living, Their like, a life. great life. <laughs> the werewolves might be having a great time. Yeah. Um. So this game is simple. It just has the, the cards and, like, there's a little circle tokens that have the characters on them as well just to like help mark out who you think it's might real be fun to throw that little circle at someone where you're like you're the werewolf and you chuck it at them yeah you, yeah, you, chuck the circle. <laughs> you throw it on there well like because obviously Sarah's the world so we just put the werewolf token no. right away <laughs> that's not what so, I like, meant figure out who the other werewolf is right now <laughs> You could just put that in front of her before you even deal out the rolls. Really. I'm not well, exactly. always the werewolf. It she's makes it so hard for me to play these games when you guys always assume I'm evil. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the cards are cute. They have like a cute cartoony style art on I like them. the art. Yeah. Like the little yeah, people. They're, mm-hmm. they're whimsical. They're whimsical. Yeah. There you go. What's, so this game uh, is three of ten players. It says ten minutes. I would say the time varies unless you use the oh. app. Because yeah. the app, you can set a timer on it for however long you want to, but you can set a specific timer. I think we usually go with, like, five minutes for players to discuss. And what's nice about that is that you don't have, like... Because sometimes in social deduction games that are Secret Hitler, for example, like, without that set time limit, you can just... People I've, will not stop talking. So this I is feel like, like I could argue forever about which of our friends are werewolves. <laughs> if there's no timer, it's going to be, like, 30 minutes of me being, like... Arizona's the werewolf. I don't know why you won't believe me. I was an innocent villager when I went to sleep. I'm an innocent villager now. <laughs> and then at the reveal, Sarah was the werewolf all the time. Yeah, well, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, I'm an innocent villager. <laughs> Get your story straight, Sarah. But that's why having the timer in the app is nice, just because it limits that amount of, like, the amount of time you spend yelling at your friends to that set time and then at the end you have to vote to who you're going to kill mm-hmm. which is nice so then it can make it really like 10 minutes five, it's, ten minutes. it's nice that we bring the democratic process into murder yes <laughs> exactly um as far as ideal player count i kind of feel like the more the merrier mm-hmm. in this game oh absolutely i, I think it would be not very fun to play i can't even imagine playing with three three seems yeah, like so weird five five's okay but honestly i feel like five's a little on the low side yeah i kind of think once you get up to like Even, like, six is better. Well, and it's definitely one of those games where you you play, like, as the party is getting late and people can't focus on the uh, more serious games. So, like, Mm -hmm. everybody's yelling, having a good time, and I feel like those games are always more fun when there's more people to yell. Yes. (laughs) Yes. More people yelling over each other. More chaos. Mm -hmm. And what I like about this game is that it's, you usually play it a couple times in a row. Like, you don't just, like, oh, let's play Werewolf. Okay, we played it once, we're yeah. done now. you like, let's play Werewolf. Okay, we played it three times, we're done oh, now. Oh, yeah, you can't just play it once. Because playing it once, like... Once you pop, you just can't stop. Yeah, exactly. Once you pop Werewolves. Whatever whatever that is. <laughs> uh, there's, um, so there's many different versions of these One Night Ultimate games. There's like Daybreak, Supervillains, Vampire, Alien. There's also One Week Ultimate Werewolf. Oh, what's the difference of a week? So One Just Week is it's actually like a board game, oh. almost. And you travel around uh, Ludwig's castle, mm. which... The Mad King Ludwig? Castles of the Mad King Ludwig is another Beezer game. And it's oh, like a crossover. It's all connected. And you go in this game, I'm... Actually, I got really interested in reading this little description of One Week Ultimate Werewolf. You, like, go into different rooms, and, like, there's still a werewolf, and you go into different rooms to try to find clues to figure out which of your friends are the werewolves. From now on, whenever we play Mad King Ludwig, I'm just going to pretend that I have a werewolf in my castle. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. And I'm curious. I'm very interested now in One Week Ultimate Werewolf. Yeah. Someone buy it so we can play it. Yes. Please. Thank you. Yeah, I don't... I've never played any of the other versions of this game. Mm-mm. I've heard that they are... Like, some of them play differently enough that it's pretty, pretty fun. But I like the classic. I'm a werewolf connoisseur at heart. I don't I know. like the werewolf theme a lot. Yeah. It's a good theme. So my favorite part of this game is telling Sarah that she's a werewolf. <laughs> Um, wildly. Actually, it's my favorite. Okay, my favorite and least favorite part is accusing Sarah being a werewolf. But my least favorite part is that sometimes, every once in a while, Sarah will convince me that she's not evil. <laughs> so, like, once every, like, ten times, she'll convince sometimes me she's I'm not, not evil. evil. <laughs> and I'll let my guard down. And I'll trust her. You just always pick the wrong times. <laughs> and then she'll turn out to be evil and she'll break my heart. <laughs> And I'll be like, I can never trust you again. <laughs> and it's just when it's a I'm good, cycle. you guys kill me right away all the time. It's just when I'm evil that you don't always believe me. I yeah. don't. <laughs> just something about your evil face. Uh, yeah. This isn't gonna sound. This isn't gonna like further my case or anything. But my favorite part of this game is being a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't say that because I think I've been a werewolf like twice, and it's because Sarah's always a werewolf. Yeah, I just, I mean, like, as a person, I'd rather be a werewolf. I don't want to live in this world anymore unless I can turn into a wolf at the moment. (laughs) But also, in this game, it's very fun to deceive your friends. I mean, that's, like, what the game is about. And I know you guys think I'm always evil, but, like, it's more fun to be the evil character. (laughs) As a good character, you're just like, well, I'm just good and I don't know what's going on. But when you're bad... You have, like, stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I actually get to be the villager, like, very frequently, and it's boring. Mm-hmm. And you just, just kind of sit around. there, and you're like, well, I got nothing to say. I'm a yeah. villager. I mean, it's when you're a villager, at least you can get very excited about, like, accusing someone. But Oh, that is definitely my favorite part. It's just making yeah. blind accusations. Oh, both yeah. for the werewolf and for some of the other roles. Like, if someone else is being really vocal, it's be like, no, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I another thing I like about this is that you can kill one normal person with no consequences. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone slips up once in a while. You can kill one innocent person and it's no big deal. Yeah. It's like, oops. You got you've got like a punch card. Yeah. Like a one free one. Got you one get out of jail free card. But they don't even send you to jail. They're just like, well, you know, what's a dead body here or there? <laughs> It's time to figure out how difficult it is to be a Dracula. Let's move on to the big board of board games. This is our list of the games we've covered and how they stack up in terms of their complexity or weight reading on Board Game Geek. Fury of Dracula. Uh, it's How hard do you think it is relative to other hardnesses of games we've played? <laughs> I think it's so hard. It's so hard. How hard is Dracula? <laughs> Um, I don't, it's definitely more complicated than the other two games that we play that we're talking about today. Um, yes. yes, but not as complicated as feasting, right? No. Yeah. Okay. So at the top right now, we have a feast for Odin and blood rage. Um, I think I'm going with my three point one. Oh, how you just pulled that out of nowhere? Do you know what anything else is rated at? Do you remember? Not particularly. But okay. Well, um. I will say 3.3. It's 3.2. Oh! You're both close. 
So what we've learned is that Fury, that being a Dracula is more difficult than being a Viking and going on raids, oh. but it is less difficult than establishing an economically balanced society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guesses, guesses on the other two? Oh, one night ultimate werewolf has got to be like the light. A one point nine. It's got to be the lightest. Maybe. maybe I think it's the lightest. I think it's lighter than Takedo. I think it's lighter than Takedo. Where's Takedo at? What kind? Takedo is at one point seven six. Oh, I think then maybe one night's a one point six. I think it's lighter than Takedo. One one point six does sound good. It's actually one point four. Oh wow! It's that low. Candyland is only one point. (laughs) It's so close to Candyland. (laughs) Well, it's not hard to just blindly accuse your friends of being That's werewolves. Wow. And I would say Camp of Creatures is in between One Night and Takedo. Sure is. 1.45. Oh, that was a good guess. I probably would have put it above Takedo, but... So there you have it. Halloween is... That was a big spread. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're really filling out this yeah. chart. <laughs> Dracula... Dracula got us real high, and then, uh... A big, scary boy. Yeah, he is a big, scary boy. I do recall that game being somewhat complicated the one time we played it. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I haven't played it, you guys. I'm scared of big boy games. Oh, you're scared of Dracula? You're scared of Dracula? I don't, I don't know how to fight him when he finds me. <laughs> okay, so on to the end of the show question for our guests. And listeners, please write to us your opinions. We really want to hear them on this one. It's not playing to win at gmail.com. But are you on Team Vampire or Team Werewolf? Team Vampire. Team Werewolf all the way. As I stated earlier, I don't want to live in this world unless I can be a werewolf. <laughs> please, someone come bite me. <laughs> right now. <laughs> After talking about Fury of Dracula, I kind of want to be on Team Hybrid. I want a weird... Oh, no, that's so <laughs> lame. Hey. Lame. Make up your mind. <laughs> I was earlier thinking, like, I really like them both a lot, but I could just hear Sarah, like, her voice in my head, like, telling me that it's a cop-out. It is a cop-out. <laughs> so I've, I've really weighed the pros and cons, and I think I am on team werewolf, because I really just want to go, oh, all the time. It's a good way to live your life. Mm-hmm. I understand. That's fine. I'm just going to mail myself far, somewhere far away from here. <laughs> good riddance. <laughs> Make sure you put enough postage on your coffin so it doesn't take too long to get there. That's true. Mm-hmm. Get returned. <laughs> All right, you guys. I think that's it. So please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NotPlayingToWin. Check out our blog at NotPlayingToWin.wordpress.com. I'm going to ask Frank if we can get a picture of his cat to put on there because those are really the important facts that everyone wants. You need all um, the cats. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely adding cat pics to this blog. So if that's your thing, go check it out right now. Um, if we got anything wrong here or you just have any other fun notes to add, give us an email, notplaying2win at gmail.com. And until then, go play a spoopy board game. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Happy Halloween. Ow. Not playing to win.